At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hour number three of primetime action here on VEASANVEASAN.com. It is Matt Brown. It's Kelly Bidlin behind the glass. And to my right, I have in person. You've seen him many a times with us here on the show via Skype. It is Reed Fowler. Reed, thanks for joining us, my man. Thank you. Thank you. Look at the applause. Keep it down. The applause. Studio applause. Yes, it's coming. Don't get out of your seats. Some (laughs) golf claps coming from Kelly back there. Thank you. I mean, this is absolutely fabulous. We have you for a whole hour. We're going to run through a ton of NFL stuff, and then we'll finish up with some golf as well. Before we get going, though, Kelly, uh, there's a lot of runs that have been scored here in Major League Baseball tonight, so let's see if anybody wants to get involved. Yeah, let's catch everybody up. Uh, Phillies up on the Reds 4-2. to two. That game into the bottom of the eighth inning already. If you wanted to jump in live on the Reds, you can get plus 650. The Marlins, Sandy Alcantara, another big game, 3 to nothing over the Padres. That game into the bottom of the seventh inning. If you wanted, wanted to hop in live on the Padres, you can get 10-1 to one on the money line. Four and a half is where your live total hangs at, but it is juiced heavily to the under. Yeah, Tigers. he's probably done for the night. That's seven innings, four hits, seven Ks. He did. He went 108 pitches, but obviously shutting out the Padres here in this one. So, again, he needed a bounce. But there was, I think, a very, very, very tiny window that maybe someone could have gotten back into the into the NL Cy Young race. That is That, that window is now shut. Closing it's, the it's, door. It's, yeah. Tigers 5, Guardians 4. That game into the bottom of the 7th. Live numbers off the board, though, right now. Uh, Rays with a one to nothing lead over the Yankees. Uh, that game in the bottom of the 6th. 
Rays minus 140 live on the money line. Yankees plus 110. Three and a half is where your total sits at. Uh, Nationals with a 4-3 to three lead over the Cubs. I know the game everybody is watching out there. Top of the sixth inning. Nationals minus 180. Cubs plus 145. Ten and a half is your live total. Orioles six. Blue Jays two. I, I assume that means... More Ryan Mountcastle home runs, but I I cannot confirm that right it, now. It, it, it wasn't unfortunately. Oh. Trust me. Do you think we'd have gotten this far if Mountcastle had gone deep, uh, deep again? <laughs> like, no, he didn't. But he already has one. That's that's good enough for us. That game top of the fifth. Live numbers currently off the board. Braves with a three to nothing lead over the Mets. Um, that game is in a rain delay actually right now. We saw that rain coming to da- coming down before. Didn't realize it went to a delay. Royals with a two to one lead over the Twins. Uh, that game into the top of the fifth inning. Royals minus 135 live on the money line. Twins plus 105, seven and a half your total. A's with a one to nothing lead over the Rangers, top of the third. The A's minus 115, Rangers minus 115, six and a half the total. Brewers, uh, I'm sorry, Dodgers out early to a one to nothing lead over the Brewers. That game in the bottom of the third. Dodgers minus 255. Brewers plus 205, six and a half the total. Astros with a two to nothing lead over my White Sox, so they'll come back here. Bottom of the fourth inning. Astros minus 290, White Sox plus 230, six and a half your live total. Man, that was a lot of stuff going on right now. We got a lot of games going on. Do you know what I forgot to do? Orioles seven to two. I still forgot to make that bet. Oh, still your, for, your still Mariners? For, yeah, it starts uh, in 30 yeah, minutes. Make your Mariners Will best. you remind me? Next break. When, oh, right next break. Down. Will you please remind me? So, like, uh, whenever you're going you're gonna to forget until we come back, but that's fine. That's Probably. Okay. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. All right, Reed, let's talk a little AFC here. And this is some, some pretty interesting odds, I think, for me anyway, specifically when we start looking at these division odds and which teams that I, I am super high on, which teams I'm super low on, and, and various you know markets I think out there you can find even some better numbers, but we're going to use DraftKings numbers here for our purposes. And when you look here on the AFC side of things, I am kind of perplexed as to why we're still looking at the Colts as only – I mean, it's actually moved 10 cents since last week. So minus 135 – for the Colts to win this AFC South. I mean, look, the Texans have no shot whatsoever. The Jags, I think we all think, can only take a step forward after the debacle with the coaching and all the stuff going last year. Trevor Lawrence gets another year under his belt, et cetera, et cetera. But they're probably a couple of years away, a year or two away. And so it's it's almost, to me, a, a two-team race with a Titans team that I think got exponentially worse and mm-hmm. was so incredibly lucky last year as it was anyway. So... What am I missing here from your opinion that the Colts at minus 135 to win the division? I understand it's not sexy. You have to part with your money for, for six months here for, on a minus 135 bet. Right. But um, I think a lot of stuff would really have to go wrong here for this Colts team to not take that division. Yeah, and I think that's it, Matt, right? When you take a look at the, Col- the Colts specifically, you're right on, on the Texans. You know, I think you can, you can bet the over and, the, and the, the, the regular season wins for the Texans if you want to, but let's not get too crazy with the division. They're not winning it anytime yeah. soon. What I think a lot of what you're seeing with this specifically and why it's not more is there's a lot of changes with the Colts as well, mainly in the, the defensive coordinator in Eberflus and the quarterback Carson Wentz. I would argue that Wentz, when we, when we take a look at just who he is and the sentiment around him, well, it's inaccurate. He doesn't, you're right, he's just, he's not a good guy in the locker room. And then you see it and you compare it to Matt Ryan. I think 
inherently there's everyone thinks that's a, that's a great up. When you take a look at the numbers, though, Wentz had a higher touchdown percentage than Matt Ryan last year. He had less interceptions than Matt Ryan last year. And I said they're two completely different offenses with Atlanta and with Indy. I was about to say, Matt Ryan was throwing to me and you last year. Right, exactly. like, it actually might have been an upgrade if, right. he, if he had us out there. Exactly. So I, I, I get there's that. But when you take a look at positive EV, when you take a look at risk on, risk off, I get it. Completely positive mm-hmm. EV is with is with Indy. Tennessee, not sold on Tennessee either. I would argue, though, that if you want your money to go longer, the Jags is probably the long tail bet of what happens mm-hmm. if Doug Peterson is that much better, right? Yeah. What happens if Travis Entian is that much better? James Robinson is that much better? And Trevor Lawrence, along with who they brought in on the offensive line, is that much better? So that's where I'm looking at with this uh, division in the AFC South and less on – yeah, you're absolutely right. It's it's easy to, to, to think that the Colts are going to run away with this division, right? It's just completely easy. But again, how much of an upgrade is Matt Ryan? Like, I just I, I'm not too sure at this stage in his career, he is that much of an upgrade against Carson Wentz. Yeah, I am a Carson. I'm I'm a Carson Wentz hater, so yeah. I'm probably the, <laughs> I'm probably incredibly biased here and the wrong guy to to look at this. From an objective standpoint, uh, Kelly, I know you and I, I know you and I are kind of in simpatico here on this one. I mean, I guess more than anything for me, it comes down to you look at the Titans squad here that that loses their loses their top receiver, their you know, all pro receiver. And whether you thought Julio Jones made a difference in that offense or not, he's out of town as well. So it, it really for me, it's more of who competes with the Colts as as much as me being so incredibly high on the Colts, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I, I, I hear you. I think that it is – it's their division to lose already, in my opinion. I get as you take – you take some of those weapons away from the Tennessee Titans who – I mean, I think every weapon you take away from a guy like Ryan Tannehill, it's just exponentially more important than it would be for to another quarterback. I think he's a very average quarterback in this league, and when he doesn't have those guys to throw to, I think it's going to become a lot tougher when this offense is going to be – it's already very one-dimensional with how they run the ball, and I think it's only going to get even worse from there. So, I, I, I mean, like Reed said, unless somehow we see this superhuman season from some of the Jags' young stars that we're really not expecting at this point – Yes, I think it is the Colt. It is the Colts' division to lose. Read over under two and a half games. Malik Willis starts for the Titans this year. Oof. Uh, I'm gonna say under. I, I still think he's he's still raw around the edge. I, I think what you're seeing is, and especially in the quarterback room, it's the or quarterback landscape in the NFL. Mm-hmm. It's like it's it's a rubber band, right? It's a trend where we wanted to start these rookies early, but look at where ha- I mean, Trevor Lawrence, we know was the best. Since Andrew Luck, and even look at Andrew Luck when he started. If you don't have a foundational offensive line to protect your franchise, I'm not saying Malik Willis is the franchise for Tennessee, but it's sort of a wait-and-see process now. I know Jordan Love is really just waiting and probably won't even Hmm. take a, a meaningful snap for the Packers, uh, you know, outside of like week 17, but you want to you want to make sure these guys are set up for success. And right now, like you guys mentioned, I mean, it is Derrick Henry. It is eight man plus boxes, probably fifty mm-hmm. percent of the time on the, on the on the defensive side, because you have a rookie out wide who takes place for AJ yeah. Brown, and then you're gonna want a rookie under center. That is that's not gonna put seats or butt, yeah. butts in the seats. So. I'd say under. Let's look at the AFC North here where we have four plus money teams. Ravens plus 155, Bengals plus 180, Browns plus 320, and then the Steelers, the long shot here 
at 10 to 1. I'm kind of riding off the Steelers. I know that's probably maybe a little bit foolish here, but this division is so incredibly strong with three teams that I think are much, much better than them from a roster construction perspective. And that quarterback position for me, again, really does stick out for the Steelers. I think that we see, you know, I think we see Ritter. I mean, I think that we see uh, Pickett for at least six, you know, six or seven yep. games or something this year. So I- I'm looking at the other three here. Ravens still have the contract stuff looming with with Lamar. Does that bother him? I don't really know. But how have you kind of started to, now that we have at least a little bit of clarity with what's going on with Deshaun Watson, not likely to see him for at least probably eight to ten games, something like that. Mm-hmm. How are you viewing this? Yeah, I mean, I kind of want to take a feature on on this backfield for the Browns, yeah. especially if Greenman is gone. I mean, Nick Chubb could be the guy. Right. So plus 1,000. And I will get to that in a little bit. At plus mm-hmm. one thousand for him to be the leading rusher. I mean, he was so close until Der- Derrick Henry had a five hundred yard game in the last uh, game of the season. But you take a look at these teams. You're, I mean, Cincinnati. They they now have a second year wideout in Jamar Chase, who ba- broke all records right as a rookie wideout. Now he gets even more experience in this offense. And what what you love about Cincinnati, and that's where I'm going with this at plus one eighty to win this division. Mm-hmm is they made so many improvements on the offensive line. Yeah. They spent money to make sure that they're protecting Joe Burrow. They do not want, I, I'm going back to the Colts yeah. here, to happen to him, to what happened to Andrew Luck. So when you take a look at that, and you take a look at essentially this division, I mean, he's extremely efficient. 34 touchdowns mm-hmm. to 14 interceptions. Young in his career as a quarterback is extremely efficient. And he led the league in, compl- in completion percentage above expectations. So all of that considered, now with that wide receiver core that they have and, you know, decent defense, I like the Bengals here. We're going to hit the other two AFC divisions, hit the NFC as well. Coming back on Primetime Action. VEASAN College Football Guide is out now. The NFL Guide drops next week. Our experts provide profiles of every team with trends, power ratings, and over-under recommendations, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Remember, the only way you can get this thing is to become a VEASAN All-Access subscriber. Sign up now for the discounted football special and get access to everything we do now to the Super Bowl for only $175 or 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all year long. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options to become a part of the Sports Betting Network. As always, drink responsibly. Matt Brown, Reed Fowler joining me here on the desk. Kelly Bidlin, now back again behind the glass. You've done a little ping-ponging. You were behind the glass. He was on the desk. Now he's back behind the glass again. So, you know, we were, it, was, it was short-lived, but it was fun, Kelly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Definitely an upgrade over there. <laughs> Yeah. Definitely an upgrade. Do you feel like a do you feel like a star now though? You were like you were you sat up here, you were in the the obviously these really Ooh. high quality chairs. Yeah, like, high you know, quality awesome. chairs, high quality suits, you know, yeah. just yeah, it's just a big like, day today. I feel yeah. like I'm schlepping in here with no, a college you, shirt. You're great. <laughs> I didn't talk the AFC East with you too much here, Reed, because listen, the Bills are minus two thirty to take it down. Dolphins plus 450, Patriots 5-1, to and the Jets a super long shot at 28-1, to rightfully so. Now they're going to be without their starting quarterback for at least a few weeks. And so we look here, I guess the question for me is not necessarily do you think the Bills are going to win the division? I think everybody thinks mm-hmm. that the Bills are going to win the division. My, my question, I guess, then is what team do you feel like 
is going to finish second in this division? And do you think that there's any chance in the world that they could actually push the Bills? Uh, I do think that one team in particular probably could. Um, and again, it's it's a matter of how do these things play out, right? And that's mm-hmm. the Dolphins. And I think that's not really a hot take. I think a lot of people are high on the Dolphins right now with the, with the additions mm-hmm. that they've made, mainly Tyreek Hill. Uh, but to your point, Matt, I think where the value is in not necessarily betting this division and who's going to win because laying 225 on the, or 230 yeah. uh, on the Bills is – probably a fool's errand because we don't know how Ken Dorsey is going to be either as in you yeah. he was the quarterback's coach that's a big change in Brian Dabble and that's why we like a lot of the stuff that Giants are putting down it's the Miami Dolphins in the exact finishes so Buffalo Bills finishing first Miami uh, second that's plus 110 on DK Sportsbook and then the exact division finish with the Bills first Dolphins second uh, Patriots third mm. and, and Jets fourth that's plus 240 so there's other ways you can bet this yeah and, and really when it comes down to it is right does the stuff on paper for the Dolphins translate on the field how good is Tyreek Hill going to be mm. is he going to stay healthy we know he's got a lot of soft tissue issues with his you know when he was with the Kansas City yeah. Chiefs is that how is that going to work out now with Jalen Waddle with two receivers that profile similarly and look they got a bunch of uh, running backs and we oh, yeah. know that, that San Francisco's offense, you know, they they had three or four that they would rotate. And so you have Raheem Mostert, you have Chase Edmonds. You have a lot of guys back there that could make a difference or who have made a difference in offenses previously. So can all of that be yeah. put on paper? And their defense is solid, too, in Miami. Yeah, I, I believe so as well. It's like the one thing I really liked about the Bills last year while I was kind of like, man, I just like the Bills here, and I it's hard for me to make a case otherwise. They, they had Mr. Trubisky, so even if something did happen to Josh Allen, he had to miss three or four weeks or whatever it might right. be. You had a guy that could come in and play. Well, they go out to get Case Keenum, a guy with a lot of experience, to where if you lose a Josh Allen for a month because of a sprained ankle or whatever it might be, you got a guy that you can put back there who, yes, he is nowhere near the player that Josh Allen is. But you're not putting in some scrub that doesn't have get real game experience, right? You're putting yeah. in a guy who's run several different offenses, who's got a ton of, of time at the position. So – I kind of like them again from that aspect where I'm just kind of like, hey, look, you know, the only the only way I think they get derailed is if Josh Allen has a super long-term injury, but a short-term injury deal, I think Case Keenum can go 500 in a four-game stretch if he has to start for the squad. Yeah, and he has. He was yeah. he was a, a, the starting caliber quarterback for the Vikings mm-hmm. for a very long time. And look, you know, the, he's no Chase Daniels yeah. in terms of backups. That guy's made, what, $40 million in legend. his career. He's a legend. He's an absolute mm-hmm. legend. Uh, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick, they, all, they both belong in the Hall of Fame. But, uh, yeah, you're talking about a division that's truly – it's going to be, can the Bills stay healthy? That's always the mm-hmm. thing, right? That's a caveat with all of these bets, especially when we're doing futures. Can these teams stay healthy? And, you know, if certain things shake out early in the season, we might get this number at even money. Yeah. We don't know. If, if someone goes down the offensive mm-hmm. line, you know, we don't know. So <laughs> that's what I'm waiting at if I want to place a future bet on this. But, yeah, like the Dolphins there at second. And then an incredibly competitive division in the AFC West. we got the Chiefs, the Chargers, the Broncos, the Raiders, all sitting at plus money. The Chiefs, your favorite, at plus 175. Chargers, not far behind at plus 220. Broncos, not far behind that at plus 260. The Raiders, bringing up the rear at plus 650. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that because I don't think there's that big of a talent gap between the Raiders and any of these other teams. Mm -hmm. And so I think that number is at least attractive if I had to bet this division. I'm pretty high on the Chargers. I have a ton of Chargers futures tickets already. I have some Broncos futures tickets that I was able to kind of beat the book whenever the news that there was a rumor. I live on Twitter. I sit in front of a computer all day long. So when the Russell Wilson news came out, I ran to the book, you know, so I have much better numbers than any of this. So I'm not going to discount that that, that I have those tickets in the account. But I think the Broncos obviously certainly have a ton of, of potential as well. So 
where do you ultimately kind of one, where do you ultimately think this shakes out? And two, do you think there's any betting value here at these numbers? Right. I think you can you can basically make an argument for each one of these yeah. offenses, right? That that with Russell Wilson, clearly with with Herbert being a you know a, a perennial star, mm-hmm. a, a eventual MVP winner, with the Raiders acquiring who they have on offense. What it comes down to for me is the defense, right? We know that the Chiefs the Chiefs run defense was solid, yeah. but they've struggled in the past. What I'm looking at is the Denver defense. You take a look at what the, what they do, and especially Patrick Sertan. Mm-hmm. So, right, so I'm and as a Raiders fan, as a diehard Raiders fan, it pains me to say that I like the Broncos the most in this mm-hmm. division because of that defensive side of it. Patrick Sertan, the second, he didn't allow over 76 yards at all in every single game last mm-hmm. season as a rookie. So now you bring that back in the second year. And you look at how these this division can shake out. Like you mentioned, there's a talent the, the, the talent gap for all of these offenses is probably not that big. Yeah. It's who can like who which defense can mitigate the 30 point game yeah. the most. And I think that's Denver in this in this division. Yeah, I'm never going to count out the Chiefs. I actually think yeah. though them being the short shot in here. Look, I'd probably just put them pretty much dead even with the Chargers, the Broncos, as far as odds go. I, I don't think that their roster, and I don't think it's going to be as in, an incredibly smooth transition. I, people people are just looking at this and like, I mean, Sky Moore didn't even run with the, the ones. Like, I yeah. mean, like, he didn't take a, Patrick Mahomes played 11 snaps. He didn't, Sky Moore wasn't out there for any of them, right? So, I mean, like, he's a second team guy right now for, for them, you know? And so, it's just one of the, I don't think this is this one-for-one one trade, Juju Smith-Schuster for, for Tyree Hill, <laughs> yeah. right? You know what I mean? I just don't think that that's the way that this is going to play out. So, yeah, I think that this one's a little bit closer. Let's head over to the NFC, and this one is fairly interesting because, as you mentioned, Brian Dayball moves over to the New York Giants. They find themselves as actually the the long shot here in this division at 8-1. to one. The Commanders 5-1, to one, Eagles 160, and then the Cowboys at 140. I'm a bit down on the Cowboys this year. I'm super down on the on the Commanders because, again, I'm a Carson Wentz hater. I, I think that this Cowboys squad, whenever you look at what they have on paper, and you try to, like, I understand Dak Prescott, Daniel Jones, giant, giant gap in that. But outside of that, if you put these rosters down and, and you look at, at just that, and if you just can eliminate the quarterback position – there's not a really huge gap between these two teams as, as to what they have on both sides of the ball. And so to see an 8-1 to one on the Giants and then a plus 140 on the Cowboys, to me, I would say that there would be value on the Giants because I don't think the gap is that big. Right, and it's, again, it's sort of the you know the explanation on other stuff that we just talked about of the long tail for the Giants is what if Brian Dabble's offense yeah. with Daniel Jones and Kadarius Toney, I am extremely bullish on all overs, for Kadarius Tony, mm-hmm. and he's at plus ten thousand on DK Sportsbook, the leading receiver in the NFL. If you want a long shot bet, that's one of them. But what I'm waiting for, and look, I agree with you in terms of this of this division. But if you take a look at the Cowboys at plus one forty, their first two games are against Tampa Bay and Cincinnati. Wait till they go zero and two or one and one. Let this what let this drift down to maybe two to one. And then that's a solid bet, in my opinion, right? Because I do still think that with Dak Prescott, with Ezekiel Elliott, with C.D. Lamb now being the alpha receiver in that offense, I do think that the Dallas Cowboys can win this division. Look, they lost Cooper. They lost Cedric Wilson. They lost uh, uh, Gregory. And Gallup is hurt. So then you yeah. say, okay, well, what, what do they have? I still think that it comes down to their competition in this, in this division, and I like them. But wait, 
Wait, wait till week three to place features on Dallas. So the Eagles, super popular pick here. Sirianni in his second year. You trade for A.J. Brown. You get Hassan Reddick to come in. You sign James Bradbury. I mean, these are all significant pickups for this team. Jaquiski Tart is either going to start mm-hmm. or play significant roles there at the safety position. I think a sneaky good Zach Pascal signing as well mm-hmm. to be your kind of third receiver. Not your third option. That's always going to be Dallas Goddard. But um, I look at this team and I see – an awesome offensive line. I see all these other things that are really going for them. It, it To me, it all comes down to Jalen Hurts, which is the only thing why I can't just be all in on this team because I just don't know what we're going to get out of Well, I think it's a lot of people, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's why the books are giving you that, you know, it's a risk on, you know, bet there, right, mm-hmm. with, the, with the Eagles. And, look, they finished 9-8 and eight last year and, you know, 18th in points allowed. Their defense – their defense will always be strong, especially with what they have on the defensive line. Um, the, the, their linebackers weren't great, so bringing in Hassan Reddick and, and and those players, you know, from an efficiency standpoint, for IDP for fantasy, it's a lot better because they made so yeah. many tackles. But I'm still in Dallas here. I understand what you're saying about Philly, but still give me Dallas in Week Three. We'll finish up the last two divisions here in the NFC and talk some awards markets as well. These are some of the things that I do believe preseason. You can still find value, even though people started to bet into these markets. I do believe that there are still some numbers out there and some players out there that might be falling under the radar. We'll see what Reed has in his account when we come back. Primetime action coming back. Ice cold beers, cold hard cash. Join the action on the pitch with the Heineken 2022 Soccer Prediction Challenge. Competed 20 free-to-play pools this season for your shot at a share of $100,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Heineken now to start your run at victory. Heineken, beer made better, 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And as always, drink responsibly. You into the footy? Well, into the footy. My brother is more of a, a fan of the footy. Um, I got no time, man. I'm golfing. Yeah, I'm trying to I, win I, golf bets. I know, and, and then the NFL takes and up the so NFL much time. Takes place. I'm trying to do some college football and stuff this sure. year. Whatever. I just I put it in the the one Liverpool bet, and then that's it. Just one <laughs> Liverpool, and that's it. Hey, they had another draw today. Did they tie again? Yeah, you're off to an 0 and two start, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> now it's time to get on it because it's gonna yeah, the yeah. numbers gonna drift. Hey, your odds are getting even better. That's yeah. right. <laughs> I, have, I obviously have a bad ticket at this point. Yeah, you got yeah. a horrible whatever, ticket. That yeah. I won't be able to cash for 10 months because the season is like 10 months long <laughs> or whatever. I had no idea when I was making this bet. They're like, oh, yeah, you know the season's over in like 2025 or something. I was like, great. Well, I did not know that, in fact. So, anyway, Liverpool, step it up. I'm, t- I'm sick of all these ties. NFC North, we got the Packers at minus 190, the Vikings at plus 265, Lions, Bears, long shots, 10 to 1, 14 to 1. I have a lot of tickets on the Vikings, Reed. I am looking at this Packers team, and I understand that you have Aaron Rodgers. I do understand that. I also understand that Aaron Rodgers has always had an elite receiver to throw to since he has been there, and so I find it hard to believe that everyone thinks like, yeah, but it's just Aaron Rodgers. Well, yeah, we've seen a lot of really good quarterbacks who have been in varying situations that, despite the fact that they have all the talent in the world, were held back by whatever it might be. Let's, I mean, we can just... Talk. We, we literally just left talking about Russell Wilson last year. There was no win situation for him because of the talent around him. That happened to be the offensive line. But you, you look here from this Packers standpoint, and for them to be nearly, you know, minus two dollars here to win this division to me seems just crazy, crazy, crazy. And the Vikings, what they did, while not huge moves in the offseason, were still moves that I liked, namely 
getting a new coach, <laughs> like <laughs> someone that is not stuck in, you know, the NFL 20 years ago. And so I don't know, man. I don't know what you think about this division. Of course, I'd run through a wall for Dan Campbell. I figure if all you got to do is watch one episode of Hard Knocks. I'm ready to like ram my head through into this TV right now. But uh, Bears, I think, is at 14 to 1. I don't know if that number is big enough. I think I need 41 to 1 before yep. I would even look at that team. So, how do you see this division? Yeah, I think the Bears are 12 to 1 to be the worst team in the <laughs> NFL. And that's, you know, that's, that's something a lot. Yeah. This number at 14 to 1, like you mentioned, at 14,000 should be the number yeah. there of the Bears. But you're but you're right with the Packers. I, I I feel I you know I have the same sentiment about Green Bay of okay like Russell Wilson. We go back to the Russell mm -hmm. Wilson analogy. I mean you can't score if you don't make first downs yeah. on offense, right? And, and the defense is solid, but they lose a Darius Smith um, who goes to Minnesota. Yeah. So that's a, that's obviously an upgrade. And look, the defense on Minnesota, and I'll talk about O'Connell a little bit. They're getting Daniel Hunter back. They haven't had him for two years, and he's still 27 years old. So the, the age profile, the skill set that he is on that on that left side, and then you bring in Darius Smith, that is a fantastic bookend on the defensive line. And their secondary secondary was completely banged up last season. So if those things go the other way for Minnesota, and on top of that, they must have had 80% of their games either won or lost by one score. Mm -hmm. If those losses become, and I know you can easily say on the other side, if those wins become losses, this team now has a guy like Kirk Cousins, who a lot of people are down on, but he's extremely efficient, uh, and he has big games, multiple touchdown games, and Justin Jefferson, who is, yes. again, a guy who can absolutely break every single record in the NFL. I, I am completely on board with you. I love Minnesota. I even love O'Connell on the, the coach of the year, which we'll get to in a little bit yeah. as well. I think this – I really do like Minnesota here. Kelly, I know you're on Minnesota as well. This, I bet this all is, those two. Alt over the win total, Vikings to win the North, and O'Connell win coach of the year. Let's yep. go. NFC South, the Bucks minus 250 to take this one down. Saints at plus 310. Panthers 9-1. to Falcons 35-1. to Falcons are not going to win this division. So it comes down to a couple of these other teams. I don't think the Panthers are either. So can the Saints figure out some way to close the gap on the Bucks without there being some sort of Tom Brady injury because we can't predict injuries. So that would be how we have to handicap. All of this. A little bit of murky stuff coming out now. It looked like Alvin Kamara was going to be able to play this whole season no matter what because the trial was going to get delayed. Now they're saying maybe there could be some suspension in midseason or whatever. So there is at least that looming over the Saints. I don't think that's really going to completely change the way that you think about this team because Kamara, as dynamic of a player as he is, Look, we're talking about a Saints team. Can Jameis Winston perform at the quarterback position? Does Michael Thomas look anything like Michael Thomas of two years mm -hmm. ago? Those are the real questions here. I mean, yes, you want to have Alvin Kamara back there, but that's not going to like make or break how you, you view this team completely. So my question to you, plus 310, is it worth a flyer, or are they still so far behind what the Bucs are going to field this year that it's you just be kind of wasted? No, I think it's worth a flyer mm -hmm. uh, to take plus 310, mainly because the delta between the Saints and the Bucks I don't think is that, is yeah. that large. Right, if this was at plus 190, if it was, uh, you know, two bucks, yeah. like, then okay, I, I get why the Saints shouldn't be where they are, right, compared to the Buccaneers. But again, like you mentioned, you have an aging Tampa Bay team. That coaching staff's going to look, look a little bit different. I know Tom Brady was that guy essentially running the plays on that offense, but you have some injuries like Chris Godwin. He's coming back from a pretty bad injury, and he's slated to come back early, but we just don't know, right? We just, we just have no idea. And the Kamara suspension, yes, that's looming over, but the, the Saints are still a top-five defense. Mm -hmm. And Dennis Allen, who's now the head coach, was the defensive coordinator – I'm still in on on what they're able to do. I'm not as down on Jameis Winston as a lot of people are in terms of what he can do to win this division. Yeah. So I'm there. Like Chris Olave is someone that I really liked coming out of the draft. So 
Yeah, I'm all over this. Mainly because the delta between the Bucks yeah. and the Saints just doesn't make sense. Chain mover and Jarvis Landry. So, yep. you know, again, a guy that you can just kind of look to. You got that third and five. He can run that five-yard route, and he's going to catch it, and he's going to move the chains for you. So, I'm going to with you. I think the Saints are, are, are a super interesting team here. And, again, we don't wish injury on anyone. But if something were to happen to Tom Brady, I think these teams are really, really close well, then at that point. Blaine you know? Gabbert was getting a yeah. lot of love this offseason. A little, <laughs> little QB controversy. Listen, we're in, we're in everyone's in the best shape of their life, to, you know, part of the season right now. We're in the, hey, no one's ever looked better than, you know, they do right now, all of those things. So let's move to the award market here. MVP, certainly the most popular one. This is something that everybody is going to uh, take a look at. We'll come back to the NFC West later if we can get to it. But I want to get these. These are some bets that I want to see because I know that you have some of these that you like here, Reed. Listen, the short shots, we get it. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert. You make cases for all those guys. We get it, right? Is there anybody further down the board here that you started to look at that you feel like, hey, man, there's a there's a direct line to these guys? Yeah, it's Trey Lance, mm-hmm. right? It's Trey Lance at plus 5,000 on DK Sportsbook. He might be teetering around there and plus 4,000. But, look, their win total right now on the, DK, on the, on the book is, uh, I believe, 10. So if, that, if they get over that, which I think they can, and they were competitive last year with Jimmy Garoppolo, it's – Mainly because, in my opinion, it's because of Trey Lance, right? Mm -hmm. And I know we can't correlate what Lamar Jackson did in that offense with Baltimore when he won MVP, but take a look at just comparing those two situations. Trey Lance has a better offense in San Francisco than Lamar Jackson did in Baltimore. And arguably, right, probably not arguably, he's got a better offensive coordinator in someone like Shanahan who's going to specifically cater that offense to Trey Lance. So if they're winning games... In my opinion, that's that's Trey Lance at, at again, like I said, plus five thousand. And if that's still there, I think it's plus four thousand now. Yeah. Absolutely, because if they can beat out the Rams in that division, they're most likely going to be leading so, that. So I have a sixty to one on Lance for a lot of the stuff that you're you're talking about here. And you know, the the NFC West just in general, kind of up in flux right now. What's going on with Matthew Stafford? We don't really know. They say it's going to be fine. Do we believe them? Coaches don't always tell the truth. So I mean, you know, whatever. Right. So we kind of have to speculate. With, with all of that, with the Trey Lance deal, it's a little bit different than people are saying, like, hey, yeah, man, he wasn't good enough to play last year, and, you know, why did, what makes you think he's going to be good enough to play this year? Well, you know, look, we've had a lot of quarterbacks who have sat for a year and right. been able to come in and have some success. And then secondly, not a lot step into a situation where you have Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, and George Kittle to throw the ball to. That's a, that's a pretty good situation to step into, right? Exactly. I mean, that is like a trio of top-tier guys that most, air quote, rookies don't get to step in and, and get into. So I think that there is a clear path here because not only do you have those receivers, but we know he's going to do something with his legs. Now, is, is it Lamar Jackson-esque? Probably not. But if he adds another 500 yards, if he adds another 600 yards with his legs to go along with what he can do through the air, I do believe that there is a clear path. And for whatever reason, if they were – they are able to overtake the Rams or overtake – I don't think the Cardinals are – you know, maybe they will. Maybe the Cardinals or whatever. But if they weren't able to overtake those two teams and get in there, that is – that is he's going to be in the mix anyway. He's going to be in the conversation. And to have a long-shot ticket on him like that, then that's really all you're asking Right. For. I would bet this down to probably plus – 2500 yeah. and and look if you have a, you're sitting on a plus 60 or if you have a plus 40 whatever it is you're gonna feel pretty good when these guys go because their schedule isn't terrible and they're facing i believe the rams after their week six or week seven bye. so you take a look on how these things can manifest and you're right you're absolutely right like at sitting there maybe they're four and two you know mm-hmm. three you know five and five and two and lance is now at plus 1400 yeah 
it's it's more of a positive EV bet that, hey, even if he doesn't do it, you're still feeling pretty good. And you're cheering for someone like Trey Lance, who you know is going to be exciting to watch. Well. Yeah, I, I, like to, I like to take these longer shot guys, specifically quarterbacks, in this MVP market before they have a chance, like you said, for these odds to just shrink to basically yep. nothing. And so I really do like to get those tickets in the account. And, you know, a guy like him, I do have a... I do have a couple of other ones as well, some super long shot guys. But again, they're all quarterbacks. They're all guys that I think could possibly have big seasons, including we just said we like that Vikings team. I have one on Kirk Cousins as well. If they if they were able to explode, then I want to go ahead and have that ticket in the account. We'll talk Offensive Player of the Year. We'll talk Offensive Rookie of the Year, Comeback Player, Coach of the Year, and finish out with a little bit of golf as well. Primetime action, final segment coming back. Final segment, primetime action. Kelly gets on the desk for a little bit, and then he just totally forgets how to do his job back there. <laughs> like, hey, no reader, man. He told no me the wrong read last segment. He tells me like, whatever's going on in this one. It's fine, buddy. I gave you okay. five minutes to get your Mariners gut in, though. <laughs> Listen, here, here's the here's the deal. You'll just be back up here for the rest of the time. We'll bring we'll bring in Wyatt, and like you'll just you'll just have to come up here. For there we go. Yeah. For all this, because you can't. You, Forget how to do the old job immediately. You know, obviously, just like yeah, that. The old job. You're gone for two hours. Next thing you know, you're bad at your job. <laughs> All right, so Reed, Rookie of the Year is is fairly interesting because typically we would just be looking down and we'd be like, okay, what quarterback? And then let's narrow it down, and that's the quarterback yeah. we're going to pick. Well, we only had one first round quarterback, and we, he's and he's not going to start for his team. So <laughs> yeah. this is a completely different look this year than we've had in recent years because we can really and truly start to look at other positions. Whereas we'd say, look, they're going to defer to a quarterback more times than not. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's going to be enough reps for any of these guys. And so with that being said, what do you kind of look at here from the rookie of the year standpoint? Yeah, I think there's a few ways you can go. I think Brees Hall is interesting at plus 18 or plus 800, excuse me. But I think it's still a little short mm-hmm. uh, for someone that we just don't know what, what his role is going to be. The two guys that I'm really focusing on, and specifically because of role, is Kenneth Walker, the third right. at plus 1,200, and Drake London at the same price. Basically, because of the opportunity, like you just mentioned, yeah. right? If if Penny is uh, basically a soft tissue injury away from missing ten games, like he always is, uh, Carson is is gone. Russell Wilson is gone. So what else is in there? What yeah. what else do they have? Right. So give me Walker there at plus twelve hundred, and Drake London. London is again the opportunity. Marcus Mariota has never supported a top end wide receiver. I think the most yards that he supported is on like a nine hundred forty five to Rashad Matthews. Uh, back when he was in Tennessee. But again, who else do you have to throw to other than Kyle Pitts in that offense? Mm-hmm. That offense is going to be down most of these games. And if Drake London, first wide receiver taken off the board, the, the draft capital is there. They're definitely going to want to use him. He's going to be that big body. Give me give me him at plus 1,200 as well. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get wacky here with Ooh. you guys on this one. So if the, if the Panthers start one and six mm. – and then at that point, Matt rules on the hot seat, right? And like, what do you do when you're on the hot seat? You try to appease the fans. You try to do something drastic. You try to wear. Could Matt Corral at 75 to one, if he were to start 10 games this year, could he find himself at least in the mix? Well, is Tepper going to allow after acquiring Baker Mayfield to basically leapfrog that acquisition to appease? Yeah, look, I, I get what you're saying, but. And they, the Corral, I think what a lot of people are doing with Corral is they're looking at his offseason tape, 
right now on social media and they're saying this guy should be the starter, right? Because what he's doing in mm-hmm. practice. But again, even though Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold are not the answer in Carolina, I understand that they're not the answer. <laughs> uh, macro, that is that is a little crazy. If you wanted to get really crazy, right? It's it's Malik Willis plus five thousand mm-hmm. because if something happens to Tannehill, when you have a dual threat like him and Derrick Henry, the you know the sky's the limit with, with that offense. Uh, granted, right, that you need an injury to make mm-hmm. that to make that bet pay out, in my opinion. So staying close to the top, right? These markets usually don't really deviate from that. So give me the, the London Walker at plus. I think plus twelve hundred is still a good number on both those guys. Yeah, I do too. I think the only other long shot I would look at, and, and look, there's a decent chance that if he's absolutely horrible, they would just go to Heineke anyway. But Sam Howell, I think, mm. is at least fairly interesting in Washington because I think that there's a path for that team to be pretty bad. And then it look they're not invested in Wentz like long term, and that's not like, you know they know he's not the future of the franchise or anything. And so, do they go to Heineke if they're if they have a horrible record anyway, or do you see if what you have in Sam Howell, do you see if there's anything there for him? I think that's the only other one for me. Comeback player of the year is always a very weird market because what are these people actually coming back from, <laughs> you know? And so some of it's just shame sometimes. Like, you know, like we look down the list and we're Baker. going, huh, well, yeah, what is Baker Mayfield coming back yeah. from? Shame? I mean, like, so it's a very weird one. I mean, Derrick Henry did come back last year. So I, this was like so weird that he's like the favorite. He did come back last year. He yeah. already came back. Also, how is this Deshaun Watson number barely moved. We've been talking about this for like four months. Yeah, what's he coming back like, from? Don't this is bet this. Yeah, it's like no one's gonna no one's gonna vote for this guy. Like zero yeah. chance. So you look. I mean, Jameis. It's sitting at five fifty. He is coming back off of an injury. Obviously, Christian McCaffrey is coming back off an injury. Here we go again with the Daniel Jones things. Like he's just coming back off being what bad. I mean, you know. Yeah. So w- how do you even look at this, or do you ever even look at this? <laughs> uh, sometimes I do. If there's a yeah. clear cut favorite, uh, like you mentioned, though, like what. If these guys coming back from like you know baker had a litany of injuries but he played through all of them because he was playing for his other contract that he knew he needed to get with another team but you take a look at this and and my my eyes instantly go to someone like chase young at plus 1400 Mm -hmm. with how with how pivotal he was to that defense and what he was doing in that defense if he's able to to basically replicate what what he's able to to do this year i think that's that's a fantastic bet at plus 1400 but it's hard to go away from christian mccaffrey at plus 750 Just because of, you know, we always label these guys, and we did this with Keenan Allen all the time, is that, oh, he's injury prone because yeah. he got injured in back-to-back seasons. Well, that was a case with CMC. What if he doesn't get injured? Yeah. And he is the, like, if, if Matt Rule wants to keep his job, give this guy the ball 99, you know, 0.9% of the time. Yeah. Run him into the ground. It's the same thing they did with Derrick Henry last year. Granted, he got hurt, but CMC at plus 750, he is that offense. Yeah, I, I love I love that one. I think the only other one, if you were looking for, if anybody out there was looking for a long shot, I mean, again, we talk about how thin the receiver position is in Tennessee. Robert Woods is coming yeah. off of, he is, so he fits that narrative of the coming off of an injury thing, right? And so if he becomes the de facto number one because Traylon Burks can't figure out this offense, which is kind of what we're hearing out of camp right now, mm-hmm. that he's really struggling grasping the offense. So if Robert Woods becomes the de facto number one, I think there's worse like long shot tickets you could have in your account, right? I mean, 50 to one, he's not supposed to win that very often, obviously. I mean, he's most likely not going to win, but what if Robert Woods bounces back with a 1200 yard season or something like that and becomes your, your de facto number one, then I think there's at least a conversation. Right. And it's hard to, other than a guy like CMC and Henry, it's hard to go with any of these other running backs because yeah. they're on committees, yep. right? Jackie Dobbins, Cam Akers. So yeah, I like that call. So coach of the year is always an interesting one as well, because you're kind of having to handicap the team as 
well, not necessarily the job that the coach is going to do. Because there's a lot of coaches, I think, who've done a great job, but the record doesn't necessarily always reflect it. So here we go into the shortest shot being 14-1. to How do you kind of look at this market, and where do you see this maybe – Shaking out. Yeah, Kevin O'Connell is my favorite at yeah. plus 2,000. We already kind of, you know, lamented on that. I, I think another one is Dennis Allen I talked about with the Saints. And what's interesting about this market, too, is you, you kind of have to have a quarterback that's not great, mm-hmm. right? Like a, like a Kirk Cousins type, right? Yes. Um, to where they can't just say, well, of course he's going to. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, well, That's of course. Shanahan, in my opinion, is probably should have won last year, just keeping yeah. that team competitive with all the injuries. And that's why Shanahan, I don't think, wins this year because if they do well, it's going to be because Trey Lance, right, right quote-unquote. So give me a guy like O'Connell. Justin Jefferson and, and Kirk Cousins played at a ceiling level last year. I don't think that they can, you know, they potentially could, but – with him coming over now and, and basically changing that offense, right? Fifth, fifth in yards and second in touchdowns for the Rams last season. He brings that to this team. Boy, that could be great. And Dennis Allen, like if they beat the Bucks, he is going to be that guy there that, again, with Jameis Winston, it's not going to be because Jameis Winston. It's going to be because Dennis Allen really honed in on that defense and was able to get this team to win without someone like Breeze uh, and Sean Payton. If uh... – if you if you have any interest whatsoever in Dan Campbell, you should bet him now because by the time Hard Knocks is over, he's plus eighteen hundred right now. He's eighteen to one. He's gonna be minus eighteen hundred by the time that the Hard Knocks is over. Everyone's gonna love this guy. From your so bets much. alone, yeah, yeah. I mean seriously. So if you have any any inkling whatsoever, you better get in. He's gonna be minus. He's gonna be minus money by the time this is all said and done. All right, let's close things out with some quick golf here. Got a couple of minutes, Reed. I mean, listen, it's very early. I'm sure you haven't really dug deep into this quite yet. But as we look at the BMW, Rory 10 to 1, Cantley 14, Fitzpatrick 14, Justin, again, it's, it's a litany of guys at 14 because, you know, it's a small field and all these guys are so incredibly good. Was there anybody you were kind of like looking at even last week to say, like, okay, if they make it through and maybe this course fits them a little bit better, maybe this is something here that I'm going to get a number I like? Uh, yes and no. I think there's one player, and I, you know, I'm potentially waiting for the drift on Scotty Scheffler. Mm-hmm. He missed the cut last week, uh, but again, he's number one or number two in the in the in the world in the FedEx, but in the world for a reason, right? Yep. So he's there. It's a no cut event, so you're going to get all four rounds from these guys. Uh, but probably, and I, and I walked in when you guys were talking about this earlier, is Joaquin Neiman is is probably one of my favorite long shots. Cameron mm-hmm. Young as well, plus twenty five hundred, because when you when you talk about long shots at this course, it's the guys that aren't at fourteen. Right? There's only about eight guys that could probably win this tournament, especially at this stage in the season. Yeah. So from those guys right outside of the plus 1400s, it's probably those two. And then one of them that, that I really like in the, the 14 range is Justin Thomas. Yeah, No cut event. This guy is, is prime for a win. He won the PGA Championship. Give me JT. Put a good Sunday together this yeah. past week as well. So was able to kind of rally there and find himself, you know, listen, not in the mix, but certainly put together some stuff that I think he can – take with him into this week as well. So it was just a, uh, you know, this is going to, it's super fun for golf geeks like us mm-hmm. for a week like this. I don't know from a betting perspective, if everyone's going to love getting just numbers like this. I mean, look, they're small numbers. It's a short, short yep. field. Everybody's good. Absolutely. You know, Reed, appreciate you stopping by, Absolutely, man. It was man. awesome. Thanks for staying the entire hour. We got some good NFL stuff with you. We got some good golf stuff with you. And now, you get to enjoy some good food here in Las Vegas as well. Kelly's debut on the desk as well. Stick around for the nightcap. Talk to you guys tomorrow.